How y'all doing? It's the real Mr. Mad says, I keep trying to tell Hake that Justin Volmar turns my Audi into an innie, but he won't listen. <laughs> I do keep on seeing that comment, I, but thank you. I appreciate it. What's up, guys? It is Thursday, May 26th, 2022 AD. Anno Domini, the year of our Lord, that is. And it's 9.01 a.m. U.S. Pacific Daylight Time. Going to have a fun Thursday show. I have quite a few announcement act- announcements, actually. Tonight, I'm going to be on the Crucible. At least that's the schedule. That's the plan. That's the confirmation. The Crucible versus Vosh. I'm going to be on versus Vosh. Remember Vosh or Vosh? Some people call him Vosh. I've debated him before. I've had him on my show. He was on The Fallen State before that. I'm uh, going to be, be debating sexual morality, of all things, with Vosh. Very interesting. And uh, also Hippy Dippy tomorrow, and then, of course, Asmodor, the crypto report on Saturday. So I have not updated the hakereport.com slash appearances, but I will. And we'll be talking about the mess about Georgia, Florida today. George Floyd... The melodrama, the hype, and the phony emotions. That's right, I, that's right, I said it. <laughs> Surrounding it, including a fake black preacher. I'm shaking my head. And there's shooting propaganda, you know, Beto O'Rourke. I don't have a clip of Beto, don't worry. Or, I'm sorry, I don't have a clip of Beto. And baby killing propaganda. Oh man, I spit. Sorry, guys. Sorry, Jesse. Uh, and of course you can call in but anyway guys let's get right on with the show one two three four oh it's the hate report the hate report la 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 How are you guys doing? I am fine. <laughs> oh man, gonna be some uh, long days coming up. Fortunately, I have a Saturday that I can take off and then be fresh on Asmodor's show. Um, I am wearing one of one of my Trump T-shirts, Trump Hotel Las Vegas. Nice. You can't get it on the HakeReport.com Teespring store. But you can get other cool t-shirts there, as well as rebuildingtheman.com slash stores. Before I get to this um, George Floyd propaganda, and, you know, let me quickly, you know, I'll wait until I make the announcements toward the end of the show. How about that? Because I've already told you. Um, Let me... I'll talk about the shooting, I'll talk about the attack on the Second Amendment, but first, I came across this little headline, Brittany Griner. Is that, 
Is that her name? That lesbian, lesbian WNBA lady, star, quote unquote, (laughs) who's stuck in Russia, Brittany Griner. I've covered this story a little bit. She, She got caught having pot in her vape cartridges, allegedly, if I remember the story correctly. I could be misremembering it. But she had her vapes, you know her vape? That's when you suck the, uh, the flavored, druggy sometimes, drugged sometimes, uh, vapor. I don't know, steam. Into your, into your thing, into, instead of smoking. Well, Brittany Griner was, is detained in Russia, and I saw this headline about her quote-unquote wife. This is from Yahoo News. Yahoo is right, meaning crazy. Sherelle Griner, the quote-unquote wife of WNBA star Brittany Griner. What? That's two females. That's impossible. They're not wives. Urges President Biden to help get her released from a Russian jail and returned home. And she she appeared on an ABC News exclusive with one of those uh, radical light-skinned black females with... Is that her real hair? Nice hair. Um, Crazy, huh? Black uh, WNBA, women's NBA, right? Basketball player is a lesbian. Surprise, surprise. And I think that she's a radical, too. She's a BLM-type supporter. Terrible. Anyway, that's just a side note. Um, Tomorrow... I'm going to be on the Hippy Dippy Round Table. That's the schedule. That's Friday. It's a three and a half hour round table panel discussion hosted by Dylan Burns TV on Twitch TV. It'll be uploaded later on YouTube. And one of the things that we will be discussing is this Madison Cawthorn guy. Madison Cawthorn. He's that... <laughs> well, I chuckled because I thought of the word gimp. But he's the guy who's was injured in a car accident, as I remember reading earlier this week, because I found out I'm going to be talking about him on the Hippy Dippy Roundtable. He's the guy who stood up during the, and it was just an inspiring scene. He stood up from his wheelchair. I'm sort of mocking it a little bit. At the Republican National Convention last year, or 2020, I guess it was, the Republican National Convention ahead of Trump's re-election, or what it should have been Trump's re-election, but I guess it wasn't. He lost fair and square, guys. Um, Yeah, this guy, he's like one of the youngest members of Congress to be elected to Congress. He's 26 years old now, and I did a search on him. I just searched his name in Google, which is evil, and I saw all of these crazy headlines. They're talking about January 6th challenge. Something like that. Insurrection, disqualification, whatever that means. Oh, he was... he. What? I heard that he was primaried already. He lost his primary election, meaning the Republicans didn't support him and the voters did not support him. They voted somebody else in to be the Republican challenger instead of him being reelected. Wild, huh? And there's like an ethics investigation, House House Ethics Committee, 
launches an investigation into Madison Cawthorn over, like, crypto and an improper staff relationship. And I don't know what the truth is. Uh, to me, though, it seems like it might be selective, this attack upon him. Because this guy is not, in my limited exposure to news from this guy, he's not based. He's a baltard. <laughs> he's... He kisses up to the fake ideas of the establishment. But he ran his mouth, he opened his mouth about some gossip I heard on some podcast about drugs and orgies and just dirty, filthy, nasty things about, I guess, his fellow congressmen. And uh, I guess they took away their protection of this guy. Hmm. I wonder if there's a whole lot of endless blackmailing and stuff up there in that world of D.C., Washington, D.C. He's under investigation after spreading juicy gossip about other establishment politicians. So I don't know what to think. There were some weird photos of him that got circulated after he said some things that make the other people look weird. Weird. Immoral, whatever you want to call it. Beta Leg says, I could whoop his A. <laughs> nice. Anyway, we'll see what happens. I'll also be talking about on Hippy Dippy, just so you know, the baby formula shortage, which I think women, if they can, they should be uh, breastfeeding, not doing the formula thing. I hear that that's... I hear that uh, it's not always, it's not, it's commonly not easily doable. Maybe they should eat better. Don't know. And whether people should protest outside of Supreme Court justices' homes. I'm torn on that issue. So, anyway. um, Let me bring more on this Georgia-Florida thing. As you know, yesterday was the 2022... uh, 2022 two-year anniversary of Georgia, Florida dying under the, under the knee of pray for Derek Chauvin, of Chauvin, pray for Derek Chauvin. And I saw these pictures because Twitter was promoting it. Far left enemies of America, activist Twitter, they promote Black Lives Matter, which is a Insurrection across the country, like Jesse says, rightfully so. They're terrorists. They're enemies of America, enemies of families, enemies of blacks, enemies of whites, definitely. They hate whites. They hate cops. They hate America. They're evil. But, and of course, Twitter being evil supports them. Wednesday marked the two-year anniversary of Georgia, Florida's death in Minneapolis, Minnesota. He was overdosing. He tried to pass a couple of fake 20s. And they arrested him. He resisted arrest. He got claustrophobic inside the police cruiser, you know, the SUV. He's all, let me out. Let me down on the ground. I can't breathe. Mama. His white girlfriend, he called Mama. His mother, his real mother died. Don't know. Black Minneapolis residents now, after Georgia, Florida's death, ask what's really changed, says the Washington Compost. Disgusting. 
And uh, it's the real Mr. Maddie says, Dead! 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 Yes, that's right. These people are morbid. They don't care about black lives. They care about black death. And it's, uh... It is... The ones who deserve it the most. Sometimes. Who the, whose deaths they're protesting. Let me play these... Oh, you know what? Yeah, let me play these clips. Clip 11A. Here's a black pastor. Well, here's a news report, and then they interview a black pastor. A news report from a black so-called reporter, and he's pretty dark black, big guy. And then he interviews this black, this nicey, nice, phony black pastor, Christian pastor, supposedly, reflecting on Minneapolis two years after George Floyd's, and they call it a murder. They call it a murder. Yeah, he was convicted of murder. George, uh, Derek Chauvin, pray for Derek Chauvin. Murder with an asterisk. It's not murder, in my opinion. Listen to this. It's from WCCO CBS Minnesota. An overwhelming sense of hopelessness. What a mess. Two minutes long. Enjoy. Floyd's murder reopened old wounds about policing in our communities, and it left the city with new scars after nights of unrest and rioting. Two years later, WCCO's Reg Chapman shares how the city is still working toward healing. Two years after the world watched video of George Floyd taking his last breath, the healing continues. I think there's depression and there's despair and people don't know it's depression. Uh, they don't even know it's despair. You know, I think one of the things is this overwhelming sense of hopelessness that is permeating our community right now that nothing is ever going to get better. Brian Heron is president of Zion Baptist Church. He says those feelings boiled over, leading to an uprising in the streets. Say his name, George A collective cry for justice. So a sanctuary has become a place of healing from the storm created by the murder of George Floyd. It became clear to me that we could be out on the block and, and, and have an impact and make a difference and we can do the protests and things but where do people come to be well and to process their pain, to process their grief? Pastor Heron believes two years after George Floyd's murder, some things have changed while others remain the same. I think we're still dealing with the trauma, but let's go to the other side also. This has really created some activism uh, and, and, and a uh, expression of optimism from a lot of our young people that they can make a difference and that they can change things. What a misguided Now, Pastor person. Heron says he and other ministers can help people process their feelings and even guide them to professional help, but they must want to heal in order for true change to happen, Amelia. That guy's dark, Thank huh? you, Reg. Thank you, Reg. What a, f what a phony world, huh? How many, how many blacks die at the hands of police? And usually rightfully so. Like, it's not wrong. I don't, I'm not convinced that Derek Chauvin did anything wrong. So he did something maybe that you could, maybe you could call it questionable. Yeah, I remember saying, oh, it didn't look, it didn't look that right. It was rough seeing that. <laughs> oh, no, I said it was rough seeing Ahmad Arbery go down. But I knew that he brought that on himself. 
Ahmad Arbery, another, another black who was attacking a white in the street, an armed white, not wise, out of control. But, and I remember being like, oh, I remember there was a guy who was saying in the viral video of Georgia, Florida's with the knee around his neck area on his, sh- on his shoulder blade. If you, technically speaking, it was on his shoulder blade. But, uh, but, uh, the guy's all, he is human, bro. He is human. (laughs) Oh, gosh. But, how about being detached? Because these people are not sane. The crime in Minneapolis and Minnesota and, and across the, uh, country in the black areas, is out of control. They're suffering at their own hands, not the hands of the police. It's so phony. You know, we all know this. It's fake. Here's another clip from this uh, Reg Chapman guy, the dark black reporter for WCCO. He's interviewing more people and more people who don't make any sense uh, in the community. Another minute and 45 seconds. Bear with me, guys. Here is... Here, the community speaks on their feelings. Listen to this mess. Clip B. We asked people around the community how they're doing as they reflect on these two years. Reg Chapman shares their thoughts. To be honest with you, no, I haven't seen a whole lot of change. Two years after George Floyd was murdered, many still struggle with all that has happened or has not happened since he took his last breath. I think some things have gotten more enlightened. There's been there's been an awakening in some things, and some things have stayed the same. We as individuals have to do more as far as the political uh, aspect of how we uh, how we uh, interact with the um, with the system. I want to see real change happening. I would love to see real reparations happen uh, for for people of color, especially black folks in this country. Reparations passed. Healing is still in progress. Rage and, you know, just absolute rage and uh, just this feeling that this is not right. We, we, and we as a community have to do something about it. It's not done just because the flames are out. You know, the pain is still real. A collective pain that is being addressed with places of healing and conversation designed to make us all do better. I hope that people at home take a t- time to breathe at least, nine, you know, the, those nine minutes and... Uh, 26 seconds, just literally take the time to breathe and think about George Floyd and reflect on what we need to do and how we can all actually shift this, shift this space so that we can all leave a better world for our children. Reg Chapman, WCCL, 4 News. Keep her away from the kids. Former Minneapolis officer Derek Chauvin is now serving 22 years in the state prison for murdering George Floyd while he is awaiting sentencing after pleading guilty to federal civil rights charges. Three other former officers are also awaiting sentencing on the federal convictions as their state cases are ongoing. What a shame, huh? Pray for those officers. Take time to breathe. I think that we should have reparations for the people of color, especially the black people. That's English-occupied India accent, says Nicolas. UK Indian? Yeah, maybe so. She wants her reparations for the people of color, and especially the black people. What a psycho woman, huh? Keep her away from the kids. She wants to do better for our, our children. Children. <laughs> There's this guy who works for TwinCities.com, Pioneer Press, Frederick Mello. And he wrote this article and took a bunch of photos. And before I get to your calls, guys, 
at George Floyd Square. Yes, that's right. They have a so-called George Floyd, I think they call it George Perry Floyd Square. Because George Floyd is more like a punchline name nowadays. So they have to call it George Perry Floyd Share Square, I mean. Uh, optimism and frustration on the anniversary of a police murder. Look at that. What a disgrace. How far Minneapolis has fallen. Was Minneapolis ever great? It must have been great at one point. Let me show you this clip. 19 seconds of this reporter, Frederick Mello. Apparently he, uh, he interviewed some guy who was there on the scene when it happened. But thought nothing of it. Interesting, huh? Thought nothing of it and moved along. He just took a minute of it. So it wasn't his friend, because he, he was going to warn his friend about acting a certain way, getting himself in trouble. He saw that George Floyd was not the friend that he was thinking of, and so he moved on. Huh. Makes me think that maybe it wasn't such a bad scene after all. Maybe it wasn't the m- vicious, brutal murder, racist murder, that we were told. Listen to, listen to this little, well, watch this clip, because if you're listening, you'll just hear the din of this Black-owned, female-owned coffee shop that opened in George Floyd Square. (laughs) But this guy's a delivery guy now, I guess. And he says, seeing this rough, seeing police rough handling a suspect is typical in my world, says this Billy Jones guy, whose phone you're about to look at if you're watching the video, who only later learned he had videotaped a minute in the final moments of George Floyd. Trigger warning! And he, (laughs) this is a reporter saying trigger warning. And here it is, 19 seconds of uh, watching somebody else's cell phone footage from uh, May 25th, 2020. It was around 8 p.m. Did you know that it was after 8 p.m.? Watch this. He's showing his phone. The cops are just chilling, holding them down. So you saw it off. Well, a minute of it. Well, a minute of it. A minute of it. You saw it all. A minute of it. I have some photographs of this fake cemetery, this art installation, by some black female, I assume. I presume. And it has these fake headstones, right? Cardboard headstones or whatever they are. And one says George Floyd. One says Philando Castile. You know, that black radical, well, he wasn't a radical necessarily. He might have been. His girlfriend screamed at the cops after he got himself shot. He was armed. He had a gun in his, like, glove compartment or in his waistband or somewhere. He had, the gl- he had a gun, and this Filipino cop over down south somewhere got nervous. May- the Philando somehow or another made him nervous, and he uh, pulled his gun and fired and shot Philando Castile. There was another guy, and then there was Ahmad Arbery, blah, 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 blah. And there was, can you find the pictures of the, I know I have too many photos. Look at this. It's, it's a fake cemetery that these, these morbid Joe Biden voters, Democrats, another word for blacks, uh, installed. Say their names, reads the thing. George Floyd. And there's these 
blacks who are actually putting flowers down at these fake headstones. It's not even a real, it's just some field they found. I don't even think it's a real cemetery. Ahmad Arby, Alton Sterling, the guy who was selling CDs. We are, there's this uh, little note. We are selling 500 photographs, prints of this art installation. All proceeds will go to the anti-racism fund. So they're raising money against white people and against America and against police and against themselves. They're so dumb. That's how stupid they are. Sorry, kids. With a commie fist. That's right, Miklo El Chicano. The, commie, the black communist fist of hatred towards whites and towards uh, truth and justice and the American way. There, there was this evil... Oh, no. No, 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 no. No, that's for, that's for later. I don't know if I put that in that. Hopefully I didn't put that in that folder. I had so many pictures today. Oh, my gosh. It's ridiculous. So, anyway, th- there's just photograph after photograph after photograph. I, that's probably all I really need to show. But you get the picture. Oh. Yeah, show this one. It's 22525. 2022-525. This is a headline. Sleepy Joe Biden signs an executive order to improve police accountability. How about black accountability? How about black reform? A meaningful but limited action on the second anniversary of Georgia, Florida's death. And it has, all, it has Al Sharpton at the White House. I told you this is the Obama administration all over again. I see Al Sharpton looking confused and all skinny. Fake skinny, fake skinny like uh, Adele. Actually, worse. I'm mocking all these people who used to be fat and now they're skinny. <laughs> uh, I think I see. Yeah, that that weird guy, Fat Jerry, in there, sleazy Fat Jerry. And I see the part of a picture of uh, that evil black female who's running for mayor of Los Angeles. Uh, what's her name? Uh, blanking on her name. Karen Bass. George Floyd, two-year anniversary. Just, do you see that? Can you, yeah, there it is. There's one. <laughs> uh, I, I put a, it's like a major hunt to find the pictures because I put so many pictures in here. Look at that. What a disgraceful photograph. Oh, my gosh. Cory Booker. Oh, my gosh. Uh, cackling Kamala Harris. Oh, my God. Is that Sheila Jackson Lee? I forget who these... So there's several fat black ladies. I think that's Sheila Jackson Lee. I think I see that... No, Dick Durbin. Is that Dick Durbin? Is that in the back corner? Oh, my gosh. I see. (laughs) I'm seeing all these these people. Uh, Deb Highland, Secretary of Interior. Deb Holland, she's the first Indian representative, affirmative action representative elected in 2018 under, in like New Mexico. And I see behind her that ghoul with this ugly, grovelly smoker voice. Uh, man, what's his name? He's supposed to be the attorney general. Merrick Garland, Obama's Supreme Court pick. This is the Obama administration all over again, too, by the way. Uh, the reason I say that is because in another photograph, um... In another screenshot, it says, uh, 
This one says, it doesn't say screenshot in front of it. I, I don't know if I put this in there. It's, it's uh, Biden talking like this, like he at, like with his arms outstretched, you know, his phony gestures. Acting like he's all somber. There's a picture of a little girl sitting at the desk that he's about to sign or already signed it. And I'm looking at evil Al Sharpton. Al Sharpton went to the White House under the Obama administration like, like 30-something times or maybe more than that. And this is the Obama administration all over again. Obama is evil and Joe Biden is evil. So sick. Yeah, look at that poor little girl. All POCs, all blacks. With the exception of like maybe one or two. All, maybe not even any exceptions, are tokens. You know how they accuse the Republicans of using blacks as tokens? And they do. And they do. Well, they do too. They just have more tokens. <laughs> they have most of the tokens. But all of them are tokens. They're just used. Not one of them thinks for themselves. Except for Jesse Lee and Clarence Thomas. <clears throat> but Clarence Thomas may have been chosen as a token, but he thinks for himself. You know what I mean? But they're all used, exploited, suckers. There was such a great uh, JLP Bond Archive Sunday service yesterday that premiered. Um, a couple of premieres yesterday. About uh, how people are just used. Oh, I've been profiled. Therefore, I identify with Trayvon Martin. Uh, and I was upset with you at calling him a thug. Because JLP rightly called him a thug ten years ago. So disgraceful. But think about it. Maybe you already know that. That they're all tokens. But they are. It's true. Anyway, let me get to Emmanuel. We gotta get to, get to some calls. This is the bottom of the hour, guys. Thank you for bearing with me through that. Thanks for, the, for hunting those pictures down, <laughs> uh, Chris. Here's Emmanuel in Canada on the line. How are you doing, Emmanuel? Not too bad, Eric. How are you? Doing well, too. Thank you. That's good. Um, I think it was yesterday that you said <clears throat> you were talking about musicians being, like, evil or something. You were, like, hating on John Lennon. Oh, big time. Yeah, John Lennon was a hate-filled person. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm laughing just because <laughs> most people will hear that, and they'll just, they will laugh, right? <laughs> well, but, <laughs> all musicians, all, like, successful musicians, they uh, are also kind of make-it-happen type of people, hard to get along with. And John Lennon, I hear, was that. Um, you know, yeah. the musicians, they don't put up with... with uh, you goofing off, but they're also liberals, too. That's the drawback. I don't mind them being a little hard to get along with and egotistical. I mean, you kind of have to be egotistical to a point to be a young, successful yeah. person in that world, I think. Well, I mean, you, you kind of have a little, you've dipped your toes into what it's like to be, like, somewhat renowned, right? I mean, you can't, like, pay attention to everybody all the time. You do have to kind of, like, I guess you don't necessarily have to have an ego, but, like, how is that? Oh, no, this guy had an ego. This guy, I read about him years back, and he didn't get along with the bandmates, which I think that's how it it is frequently among bands and successfulness, and he's trying to be a leader, and 
some of them were also trying to be leaders, and he was emotional. And he got with that woman who messed things up. But anyway, uh, yeah. he was a communist, too, and he had this fake I understand. love. Yeah. Well, I call him a communist. Yeah, the whole peace movement. He laid up in bed for, like, I don't know, weeks on end with his, with his uh, Asian wife, Yoko Ono. Uh-huh. And uh, just was lazy for a while. And then it was like this big thing. I was like, we're doing this for world peace. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I was a little, I was mildly offended because I'm kind of a musician, but I see what you're saying now. More so the famous celebrity musicians that are pushing the liberal agenda, I suppose. Well, there, uh, uh, you'll notice all musicians are liberals in some sense or another. No, nah, man, look at Tyson James. Come on, look at... Uh, He's Bizzle. not a musician. He's a rapper. It's not music. Okay. <laughs> right. Most rappers are liberals. All musicians are liberals. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> playing around right. with it a little bit. But, I, but, come on, you're a little bit of a liberal. Oh, uh, man, I was raised like that, but I don't, I don't desire to be like that. So. Right. It's okay. Yeah. I guess. Maybe you grow out of it. I don't know I'm if it's so okay. ashamed of my liberal ways. <laughs> so you're a musician? I didn't know that. Yeah, I do a little bit of rapping, and that's uh, not music. <laughs> <laughs> no, everybody says that. They're just like, oh, they're like, oh, this guy's a musician. I'm, I always say like, no, I'm not. Like, but they're like, oh no, the voice, the voice is the instrument. Like, and it's like, oh, you are an instrument. And it's like, oh, okay, whatever. You are God's instrument. Right. <laughs> offended <laughs> offended yep liberal <laughs> you know what JLP's definition of liberal uh, this was from a biblical question and it stuck with me maybe I shouldn't hold on to it but if you have anger you're a liberal if you don't have anger you're a conservative yeah I still like I still but, so I asked Jesse the other day or uh, sorry the other week but I said cause Jesse always says like if you have anger like when you start turning over like you said if you're a son of god you won't have anger at all one iota but like you still and the, but then he says that if you have anger come up just watch it so like is he implying like basically at some point that if you're a true son of god you're just not even gonna have that anger come up at all <clears throat> that's a question for him i guess yeah, but i don't yeah. know it's a i guess you Do you have watch anger? yourself don't ask me personal questions <laughs> Decline to answer. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, Hake is on fire! Hip-hop is but, music. Uh, the you, music you play is sickening and, and barfy. <laughs> Sorry, kids. <laughs> that's a D, that's a D's says. That dark music you played that one time, I was bugging out on. I was like, hey, what is going on? Which yeah. dark music? Holly Drift? I don't know. It was like, yeah, yeah it was like this cacophony uh just weird like demonic stuff that you put on it might have been might have been holly drift not sure i think it was <clears throat> but okay on this school shooting thing yeah terribly heartbreaking anyway so i went <laughs> see the, i knew you were a liberal you said terribly no, heartbreaking no, 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 no. you said no no no, no, no. i'm are you mocking I'm or making, are you serious i'm so, i'm sort of mocking but at the same time i i have to be somewhat empathetic, otherwise I'll be pawned off as this heartless, cold person right now. Em I'm just kidding. Empathy anyway, is a liberal I, word. 
I walked into the, the local cafe, and this guy who's like, I've never seen him uh, like drop a shred of emotion before. But he just like, there's like a bunch of people walked in the cafe, and he said, oh, yeah, that, that shooting in the States, just, just terribly heartbreaking. Just, just, but like, you could tell that he just actually didn't care, but he just <laughs> had, he felt like he had to say something, right. you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Terrible. See? I told you. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it. Emmanuel, anything else? No, just keep doing what you're doing. All right. You too. Okay. Take care. All right. Bye. Bye. Um, A few super chats before I get back to calls, guys. Over there on... Oh, you know what? There was something else I wanted to show. Lord Bibby 42 says on streamlabs.com slash the Hake report. Uh, let's face it, Hake. The ding-a-ling round table. Sorry, kids. Always turns into everybody asking the Hakester questions. Might as well throw the topics out the window. It's going to be another good one. Well, thank you, man. Lord BB42 also says Georgia, Florida committed suicide. That's right, I said it. Disclaimer, Lord BB42's Views do not directly coincide with that of the Hake Report. Interesting. I mean, very frequently, these blacks who are um, cast as martyrs, which is a disgrace to Justin Martyr, right? Wasn't Justin Martyr the guy who came up with, uh, or something like that? He was, he's the one after whom all these Christians who died in the name of Christianity were called martyrs. Fox's Book of Martyrs or something like that. I don't exactly know. But, yeah, most of the time, these blacks and POCs who die at the hands of police, they were throwing their lives away. They were, throwing their, they were taking their life into their hands by acting erratic around the cops. And we all know it's true, including Walter Scott, who got shot in the back by, that, um, by the guy who's, who they threw the book at. In my opinion, a little overly viciously, Michael Slager, former officer Michael Slager, over in one of the Carolinas, I think. I saw this um, black crime stats from 1998, this other picture in the main folder, from Asmodor yesterday, and people were always asking me about the numbers. Well, here's, you know, this was after, this, these are numbers from around the time I showed you Bill Clinton acting all ridiculous after the first major school mass shooting that started this trend of major school mass shootings. Um, You know, Columbine. Well, here's a little chart or graph, bar graph. Murder rates per 100,000 of the population by race and gender. 1998. And this data is from the Statistical Abstracts 2001, Table 115. This is from the Prison Index. White females, looks like two or three murderers per 100,000. Murderers or murdered? About the same. Probably numbers are quite similar. White males, looks like maybe six or seven per 100,000. Too many, right? Too many. So-called African-American females, black females, almost nine per 100,000. 
Eight or nine per hundred thousand. Uh, so-called African-American males. Again, this is 1998 when, uh, crime was quite high but coming down. Now it's going up again. It had come quite down far, maybe further than this, and then it's coming, spiking again. Black males. Looks like 40 to, looks like over 40, approaching 45 murders per 100,000 people, black males. Wild. Wild. That's almost 10 times as many as the white males. More than 10 times as many as the, as the uh, white females. And it's several times more than the uh, black females. So yes, indeed, it is the poorly raised and anger-fed and fake racism excuse given blind brainwashed black males who are uh, just out of control. Some might say by design. Evil does have a design, right? There is chaos, but yet there is method in this madness. So sick, huh? I'm going to show you, share with you some of the shooting propaganda, but let me get to a couple more calls, right? Um, David in Portland, Oregon, PDX. David, how are you doing? It's going well. How are you, Hake? Going well as well. Thank you. I uh, remember when JLP would say, children of the land would create problems and then find solutions for them to act like heroes. Right. So true. I have an example. Okay. So I was I heard an advertisement on YouTube about, uh, you know how they sell six-pack beer cans with those plastic rings on top of their cans? Yeah. So they said they're no longer going to do that uh, to use less plastic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, that's a prime example of that. What co- what problem would that cause? I, I'm, or what? <laughs> explain explain more. I'm not following totally. Well, they want to use less plastic, so they're gonna eliminate putting those plastic rings on top of six pack beer cans. Right. What was the problem? What was the problem that they started, and what was the sol- fake solution? That they well, did. The, I guess the problem they started was putting the plastic rings on top of beer cans. They're unnecessary. <laughs> and then, uh, anyways. And now they're taking them back. Yeah, it's a small example. There's deeper examples, right. but this is just a small example. It's funny, too. Yeah. And this is these are those uh, aluminum beer cans. And it's those yeah, ones that yeah. kind of clamp around the whole thing. Yeah. Okay. True. You know, um, you know, there were, there have been people defunding the police and then they started to refund the police and there is case after case after case, you know, it's kind of like the, it reminds me, this is a worse example, maybe of the plastic bag ban in grocery stores and, and, uh, Uh we're over here in LA and probably in Portland too. You have to, like, pay 10 cents if you want a bag. And, That's right. Uh, 
And it's because people litter, and it's not normal people who are littering, it's the, it's the litter bug type of people, it's the trashy type of people, trash people, if you will allow me to say trash people, who are littering, and these things are ending up in beaches and around the necks of the wildlife in, inside of the oceans and stuff like that. Address the people, um, not the, don't punish the rest, don't punish the people who don't litter with your mess. Oh, these things end up in landfills. Give me a break. Uh, can I mention uh, one more thing about yeah. Jesus is God? Okay. So I, I noticed Bible thumpers are similar to uh, fat people. It's like after taking the first bite, they lose consciousness, meaning fat people. And Bible thumpers are similar. After they read the f- first quote, they lose consciousness. Yeah. For for example, they say Jesus was angry. And after they finish saying that, they don't realize that Jesus said anger is the same thing as murder. So they'll be calling Jesus a murderer. Right. Yeah, he did <laughs> anyway. say that. And you know, and they, they, there's only one verse that says he was angry. They, ask, they assume that he was angry when he went into the temple. But they don't know that he was. They don't know his state of mind, and they don't know yeah, when they said... they him a murderer. Right. There was one point where in one of the books they said he looked around at them in anger, grieved at their hardness of heart, after he asked them some question about healing on the Sabbath or whatever. And uh, that's not the kind of anger that they have. But they think, oh, because I'm angry at the right thing, this anger is therefore righteous. It doesn't work like that. That's most yeah, people are self-righteously angry, and they have this false sense of righteousness about their anger. What a mess! It's really true that you don't understand the spiritual stuff with your intellect. Yeah, it's impossible. Very true. Okay, hey, have a good day. You too, yeah, David. Appreciate you. Nice. Shout out to RDR, baby, baby. <laughs> right on. Are you black or white or what? No, I, my parents came from Ukraine, but I, I'm American. I was born here. Nice, man. I knew another Ukrainian who called my show who, well, I don't know if he was Ukrainian or what. His name, I think, was Igor. He called my show maybe a year ago or more. And he was in the nursing field. And he got out because they were starting, I think it might have been because they were starting to force the flu shot like 10 years ago under Obama, and then he, now he's a trucker. He called my show oh. about it quite some time well, back. And I, I think he said he was from Ukraine. I have a younger sister went into, she got a nursing job, and they didn't make her take a vaccine. Oh, nice. They did not? No. Good for, good for them and good for her. That's cool. Yeah. They, they probably have a bit of a shortage. Now they need, maybe it was Ivan. <laughs> Ivan, they Ivan. both sound yeah, Igor, Ivan. <laughs> yeah, nice uh, Russian Ukrainian names. What do you say about this thing? Do you have Do you have any personal opinion on the Ukraine uh, hype? So far, the clearest thing I see is Putin is against NATO, United Nations, uh, all these attempts at one world order. Right. Other than that, I don't know what's going on. And I've heard that he himself is part of the One World Order push. He's just, I don't know. And I don't know if that is true that I've heard about him. Some do say, I mean, he's, yeah, I don't know. 
But there's anyway. a book, uh, I forgot the author's name, but the book is called Hello? Uh, for, I forgot the title, sorry. Oh, okay. Send it, it to me sometime. Spectrum Dominance. Say it again? It might be Total Spectrum Dominance. Oh. And that has to do with the globalists and the different controlled yeah. opposition and stuff like that? Uh, and it talks about the Pentagon and the wars, the Cuban wow. Missile Crisis, Cold War. Yeah. It is interesting. But, I don't know much about that stuff, but there are people who know better than I do what's going on, and uh, they're not falling for the Ukraine hype either. And I don't know if they're really siding with Russia necessarily or not, but yeah, man. I appreciate it, David. Good to hear from you. Call me again sometime. Okay. Good day. Be careful in Portland. <laughs> Bye. Oh, Wow. Terrible. Let me quit. Let me quickly get to Jeremiah in Louisiana. Jeremiah, how are you doing over there in Louisiana? Hey, what's going on, man? Hey. So, um, do you like, do you love white people that's killed by black people? I don't know. I was. Okay, you don't know. Yeah, I don't know if you can you love know? people who are dead. I, can you love them? I guess. Yeah. So maybe okay. I maybe I misspoke have, yesterday. But you don't love they're, George Wood. Okay, that's cool. They're easier to now, they're easier to love when they're dead, aren't they? So I don't know if you can love them. Okay. Now, yeah, because this guy's all that yesterday Jeremiah called called in and said, Do you love George Floyd? I'm all no, he's dead. And he's like, Thou sayest, thou sayest. <laughs> he got his gotcha. But I don't know, maybe I misspoke. No, nah, I wouldn't have got you, but I, but I know that you love those white people that you claim been killed by black people. I've seen one or two stories where black people been killed, or white people been killed by black people. It's going to be that type of stuff happens. You yeah, have, you all have the little, time. You know, way whatever more, that happens. Way more frequently than I the other way around. I wouldn't around. say that. Oh, yeah. I, no, I wouldn't oh, no, say that. Definitely. But you're, okay, so the, dude, the guy that called after me that said uh, he doesn't care until we start caring about your opiate crisis and all that. Did y'all care about the crack? Epidemic? Yeah, that's no, why we. Yes, we did. That's why y'all, we crashed y'all down on the them. criminals. Y'all call exactly. Y'all called us criminals. Y'all threw them in jail. Y'all didn't offer. Were you? Any kind were of you a drug dealer? Any kind of therapy? Were you a drug dealer? No, I wasn't. Then no, why are you saying not. that we called you a, a criminal? Because I because I, I, everybody went to jail back in the eighties. Everybody was going to jail. Good. Kids was going to jail. Good. Drug dealers were going to jail. Good. But now you want us. To, now you want us to. Now you want everybody to feel sorry for the Edomites because y'all have a. A opioid epidemic going on. We don't no, want you to feel sorry for the. We Another don't want thing. you to feel sorry for the whites. That's he he, he pretends to call whites Edomites. No, that's that's what he said. I no, he doesn't. I know. No, he doesn't care. No, Your he's talking about the you, false. He's talking about how you guys are f- so fake, full of hatred towards whites. That's his point. Whatever. Whatever. I'm not fake. I've already told you. No, you are Anyways, fake. You have no love for blacks I, I, either. But I told you I have no. I had. No, I have all the love for my people. No, you don't. Your neighbor, right? You have no okay, love so whatsoever. Would you, would you, if you, if you had, and there's no America, comparison, Jeremiah. Let me let me interrupt you again. There's no comparison between the uh, opioid epidemic and the crack epidemic because crack was associated <laughs> with high murder rates. Murder rates. Blacks were killing one another oh and others God, at at a rate way no, out of proportion. I'm pu- I'm putting him on hold because he doesn't care about blacks being killed. 
and uh, he wants to just keep on interrupting me. So the crack epidemic was, we had double, triple the murder rates that we supposedly have today, although I don't know if I believe it, because now the, the murder rates are going up, up again. But Los Angeles and New York City and all the major cities were way, 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 way more dangerous before we put in like the three strikes laws and all these things to uh, clamp down on the violent crime. It wasn't about cr- them overdosing on crack. It was violent crime. The opioid, the opioid thing, that's, the deaths are overdoses. It's not murders. It's overdoses. So it's a d- totally different situation, Jeremiah. Okay, that was black on black. Crack, the crack epidemic was way more black on black than anything else. Any, anyways, you're so neighbor, you, you're right? going to pretend if you, if you, we put and we put a stop we to that. On, we greatly reduced it, did we not? Whatever, Hank. Now, can I move on? Uh, to thank else? you, thank just, you. This is the last thing. Yes, we greatly right. reduced the if black on black America, crime, but it's still out of control. If you had your America, no, no, you didn't. Yes, we if did. You and had it's your still America out of your way, right? If you had your America your way, uh huh. You had your you had your your neighborhood with with Artie Art with William with Lord Grimm be in your would they be in your neighborhood? No, they'd be in their neighborhoods. They're, they live... Exactly. So they're not they your live, neighbor, right? Yes, they are my neighbor. How? How? They're Americans. But you wouldn't want them to live in your neighborhood. They don't live in my... They don't live anywhere near California. What are you talking so, about? But you, no, no, no. No, I said if you had it your way, you wouldn't want them to live in your neighborhood. I, I have they it my way. They their neighborhood, right? They would live in their neighborhood, right? What are you talking about? Nick... They would live in their neighborhood. Oh, you mean, oh, you mean so segregation? Oh, you mean segregation? So right. You, you, you're good with that, right? You I'm fine that, with right? segregation. Yeah, if they want to live, they exactly. can live. Exactly. Yeah, and what's wrong with that? that's why we're not your neighbor, Hank. Have a good day. That's Enjoy dumb. How about, how about loving your enemy? What a loser. Jeremiah's a coward. He tries to get his point in. Yeah, they are my neighbors. They are my neighbors. What a phony. I always bring up the uh, love your enemy thing, and he's all, that, you know, because Jesus said, white Jesus said, (laughs) love your enemy and pray for those who persecute you. And this guy's all, that only means the enemy who's also black. But okay. I'll be glad that the coward ran. The coward ran and gave us a break from his obnoxious, arrogant voice. We can be happy about that, right? We shall rejoice and be glad in it. (laughs) But yeah, they are my neighbors. If they lived around me, they could certainly live around me. Artie Art doesn't seem like too much of a troublemaker anymore. I don't know. Um, and, uh, Lord Grimm, he's pretty white. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. He's pretty light, I hear. I'm not sure. Uh, Lord Bibby42 says, hey, please ask if Jeremiah would like a tissue, please. Tissue. Another super chat from, uh, Corlick on streamlabs.com slash the Hake Report. Hake, what is your take on revelations and the end times? Uh, I think the Christians... Who are all into that have it wrong. Other than that, I have no particular take on it. 
Because I read it and I don't know what it means. And I don't know what the what end times necessarily means either. I've read Revelations multiple times. And I didn't I don't assume to know what it means. But the people who do, do assume are a mess. It's true. Anyway, guys, we are approaching the top of the hour. Let me get to some music before I get to this shooting propaganda, anti, you know, anti-Second Amendment propaganda by these evil people. It is so disgusting. Oh, my gosh. There's this young lady... And I use the term loosely, who just had this ridiculous sign, just evil. Morbid. They love death. If they have any love at all, which they don't. But they're into death. And they bring more death, pretending that they're not about it. Let's get to some more Valmar. This is Justin Valmar. This is the uh, 2004 album, I believe. 13 or so people who need chances. The first track is going to be Henry's Unprepared. And the second will be Daisy's Out of Line. So, you musical Philistines, you better grin and bear it. It's not that bad. It's actually kind of good. I know it's soft. Go shovel snow or, or rake your leaves or plant your garden or press mute or cover your ears. But... I'll be back to talk you through the rest of it, and I'll be right back for the rest of Hour 2. Hang tight. Volmar. V-O-L-L-M-A-R. Just like the moon above the pines We saw you run, we saw you hide Oh, Henry, dearest friend of mine You needn't run, you needn't try To run and hide out in the pines For when you're lost, we'll find you there All lonely, tired, lost, and scared Oh, Henry, when you're unprepared There is a load that you must bear So lost and scared and unprepared nothing you can do Daisy's in an awful 
Sleepy for me, says Lisa over there on the Facebook crew. The faithful few. Nice to see you guys. Nice and mellow. I like. Well, thank you, John Kramer. Isn't this talking music? SSRI music. (laughs) SSRIs are what those mass shooters are on, and then they're off, and then when they go off of them, they suddenly go nuts and listen to the demons inside of their minds telling them to do things, doing what their sickened mind command, diseased mind commanded them to do. Diseased brain commanded them to do, as Tucker Carlson put it, I think, recently. Hake is singing Jesse playing harmonica. Man, this stinks, says, uh, he didn't say stinks. He said something else. He says, name them. I nodded off, says, uh, 1990 Chevy Lumina APV. Wow. Why am I thinking of slow tractors? Harmonica and acoustic are just so complementary to each other. Yes, Dan Clifton, indeed. Jesse don't need no music break. You kill us. With this man, more content, less biting, says the cellar door. Yikes. Bring on the tears, says great bowls of fire. Yes, it's nice. Hake can't keep getting away with it. Getting away with what? Getting away with killing you and everyone else. Hake's CDs are like the end pieces on a loaf of bread. Everyone sees them, but nobody wants them. Oh, come on, I like the heel. The heel of the loaves of bread are my favorite. 
I didn't used to like the crust. <laughs> Heel and crust enjoyer. But I was not one of those spoiled kids whose mother cut the crust off for the kid when you, she made, made us peanut butter and jelly sandwiches or grilled cheese sandwiches. No, no. Wasn't one of those lame, spoiled kids. Eat the crust. It puts hair on your chest. But I don't want it. I don't want hair on my chest. Uh, Focky over there on, <laughs> I, did I just cuss? Over there on uh, Twitch, my faithful Twitch viewers says, uh, you call Luca a liberal dude is a solid guy, unlike you, Hake. Ouch. That's cold. And a super chat from uh, Streamlabs. John WX25 says, when you get these nasty black collars, Ask them simple questions on their feelings on Planned Parenthood being strategically placed in black areas to kill black babies, as well as if their ancestors would be proud of them being trash for what they went through. Yeah, I know, they went through all that pain so that they might enjoy the spoils of America. And what do they do with it? They squander it. Spoiled. Spoiled black Americans. What a shame. And uh, we got to overcome the spoiling. It's true. Definitely. Uh, Wow. Okay, so let me cover this shooting overreaction. The pretense. Shooting propaganda. The gunman was bullied as a child, grew increasingly violent, uh, friends say, says this Washington Compost article. They interviewed a couple of his friends. He, he used to play Fortnite and Call of Duty with a, with a friend of his, another friend called Valdez, Santos Valdez Jr. Jr., another 18-year-old who knew this guy named Ramos, Salvador Ramos. Right? Salvador was his name? Salvador Rolando Ramos, who allegedly shot up the school in Texas, Tejas. What is that, like 50 miles from the border, a little bit more, maybe a little bit less, depending on which route you take? If you cut across the desert like an illegal and don't collapse uh, for lack of water that's put out by the do-gooders, they leave water in the wilderness for these people. Anyway, Santos Valdez Jr. says he's known Ramos since early elementary school. They were friends until Ramos's behavior started to deteriorate. Spoiled culture. He used to play video games. Spoiled! Fortnite, Call of Duty. Ramos changed. Valdez said Ramos once pu- pulled up to a park where they often played basketball. It had cuts all over his face. He said at first a cat had scratched his face. Then he told me the truth. That he'd cut up his face with knives over and over and over, Valdez said. I was like, you're crazy, bro. Why would you do that? Ramos said he did it for fun. I don't know if this is a true story from this Valdez guy. Who knows? Could be a troll, you know, but I don't know. Cutting. GLP has counseled cutters before. Ray Liotta. Who's Ray Liotta? I saw a headline that he died. Oh, that guy. Aw. Aw, really? Rest in peace, Ray Liotta. Pardon me for that strange interlude. 
67-year-old actor. Uh, anyway. In middle, sc- middle school, which is elementary through junior high, um, Ramos was bullied for having a stutter and a strong lisp, said friends and family. Steven Garcia considered himself Ramos's best friend in eighth grade, said Ramos didn't have it easy in school. He would get bullied hard, like bullied by a lot of people, over social media, over gaming, over everything. <laughs> he was the nicest kid, the most shyest kid. Whoa, you know that's a Mexican, saying most shyest. He just needed to break out of his shell. He broke out all right. One time he posted a photo of himself wearing black eyeliner, Garcia said. She brought him a slew of comments using a derogatory term for a gay person. <laughs> I laugh. Uh, Garcia said he tried to stand up for him, but Garcia and his mother relocated to another part of Texas. That's Mexican for Texas. For her job. He just started being a different person, kept getting worse and worse, and I don't even know. Dropped out of school. This Ramos guy. Started wearing all black and large military boots. Grew his hair out long. Missed long periods of high school, classmates said. Was not on track to graduate with them this year. His cousin, Ramos's cousin Mia, said she saw students mock his speech impediment when they attended school together. He'd brush it off in a moment, complain later to his grandma that he didn't want to go back to school. Not, not a very social person. He appears to have sought social connections online as in-person friendships with peers com- were complicated and got sour, turned sour. Often used the Ubo app, a platform where users can swipe on each other's profile, Tinder style, or hang out in live streaming rooms and virtually meet, virtually so-called, meet others by playing games and chatting. JLP should do VR chat, that was fun. Remember that? Remember JLP plays? We should some way, somehow, that was a highlight. Oh my gosh, that was so cool. Remember he was VR chatting with some guy? <laughs> uh, that was cool. Before the shooting, he posted a photo on Instagram of his new gun collection, tagging a young woman who later said she'd never met him in person but previously accepted his follow request. This guy, Valdez, said Ramos drove around with another friend at night sometimes and shot at random people with a BB gun. He also egged people's cars. Wow. Anyway, just a little background on this guy. Ramos's mother used drugs, according to people familiar with the family, including Ruben Flores, 41-year-old guy, said his mother used drugs contributed to the upheaval in the home. He has an older sister serving in the Navy, serving herself in the Navy. Military officials confirmed on Wednesday. Two months ago, he posted an IG story. He screamed at his mother, Adriana M. Reyes. Different last name, huh? Interesting. Who said he was trying... Who he said was trying to kick him out of their home. Said a classmate. I don't want to talk about him. Said the 39-year-old mother. 39, so she had him at 21? Something like that. Interesting, huh? Well, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's not interesting. That Flores guy said he lived next door to the family on Hood Street. Wow, 
<laughs> Hood Street was a kind of a father figure to Ramos. Not enough, not enough. Life got pretty rough with his mom. Anyway, just a little side note, just some background on this story. Have you guys heard this stuff before? It's from the Washington Compost. It's a little bit of anti-bullying propaganda. But anyway, um, let me uh, share with you, let me get right to this ridiculous uh, photograph of this ridiculous girl. I don't know if I have it easy to find in here. Let me see if I can find it myself. Uh, In this mass shooting and guns propaganda thing. Uh, Sleazy Joe, of course, invoking God. Um, and these phony females talking about enough is enough, enough been enough, way too long. And there's, there's polls that show why it's hard to make uh, U.S. gun laws more strict because the people are not for it. Notwithstanding the uh, scapegoating of the NRA, which, of which I'm a lifetime member, but even I know that the NRA are a bunch of rhinos. Gun owners of America is much better. Gun owners of America is much better. But I do appreciate Wayne LaPierre. He seems like an okay guy. I could be mistaken, but I like him for what he is. The assault weapons bill was the brainchild. Oh, yeah, never mind. Let me, I'll get to that in a second. I found it. I found it. Here's a photograph tweeted by a person who calls him or herself nobody and makes a spurious claim that I don't believe necessarily. But there's 2,000 likes on it at the point that I saw this tweet. Um... <laughs> Uh, look at this evil, little blind brainwashed, I presume it's a girl, it looks like a girl. Purportedly white girl. Holding this cardboard sign that reads, If I die in a school shooting, leave my body on the steps of Congress. Says this dumb girl who looks underage but wearing makeup. You know, like a eye shadow. And... Leave my body on the steps of Congress. Oh, yeah, Congress would have saved me. Stupid females. Sorry, kids. I'm not sorry, but forgive me, parents. (laughs) Look at that. What a disgrace. What a silly, you silly girl. Um, And nobody, whoever tweeted this, called nobody, Claims, and I don't know if this is true. I think it's not true because I looked at his profile. I didn't see it. Colin Kaepernick tweeted that, this out today. You might want to pass it along. If this doesn't move people, I don't know what would. I don't believe that Colin Kaepernick tweeted it, even though he is really dumb. I wouldn't put it past him, but I, didn't, I don't know that he tweeted it. That may be fake news from this person, dumb person, FYI. If I die in a school shooting, this reminds... What is this, Joe Biden's granddaughter? Did Joe Biden sniff this girl's hair and tell her to write this on a cardboard sign? If I die in a school shooting, leave my body on the steps of Congress. So fake. There is a great um, other premiere on the Bond Archive Sunday service. uh, Bond Archive, Bond YouTube channel. Bond Rebuilding the Man. About the uh, mass shooting in Aurora, Colorado in... I forget if it was December or what. I think it was, 
I don't remember. Uh, you know, the Batman, Dark Knight something. S- movie theater shooting at midnight showing. Where they had infants and six-year-olds and people shot up by that <clears throat> guy who people thought he was trying to be like the Joker. He had, like, orange hair or something. And people were blaming the gun. Or people were saying, oh, people shouldn't have access to these capable guns. Only the government should have access to these only the government and the criminals should have access to these capable guns, not the law-abiding citizens. Ridiculous. These people, the liberals, the liberals, and the people who, the weak people, go along with the destruction of the men and the family and the children by way of caving and kissing up to the females, which only makes these kids be full of, so-called kids, be full of rage. Phony Joe Biden talking about God. Phony Robert Fran... Is his name Robert Francis? Beto O'Rourke? Beto. Roberto. Grandstanding in front of phony rhino. It's like evil versus evil. Phony rhino governor. I was like, oh, this governor of Texas. (laughs) Uh... At least he admitted that there was evil in this shooter's heart, this school shooter's heart. There was evil in his heart. Reminiscent of George W. Bush after 9-11. Oh, this is evil. And then all the Christian media people and the conservative media people. Oh, yay! They admitted that there's evil in the world. And the liberals didn't fight against George W. Bush calling it evil. There's no evil. Uh... What do they call it? Moral relativism. Take that, liberals. We had evil happen when they flew the plane into the building. That was evil. And when they had the school shooting, evil in his heart. How about evil in the hearts of the people who want to take away the guns? And who, like, want to have children be raised by, as JLP said in the Bond Archive Sunday Service throwback cut clip in this... Was it the gun's fault? Talking about parents, women, the woman working, the mothers working, and giving, away, giving their children up to daycare centers. It's Beta O'Rourke. Get it right, Ake. I have not really talked about nor shown Beto's little angry display in Texas. And he was shown out, <laughs> yeah. But he's phony grandstanding. He's all, and kids, don't repeat this, but he's all, can, should I say it? Or should I say, heck yes. He's all, hell yes, we're going to take your AR-15, your AK-47. And he got all these cheers. He was at the Democrat, um, whatever you call it, the Democrat debate. You don't need those guns. Yes, we do. We should have every bit as capable of guns, I say, as the military. Only we should be moral. Moral. (laughs) Big Bump says, I would metaphysically rearrange Beto's face, which is a nod to uh, the great Alex Jones. 
Metaphoric, I want to wrap our metaphysical hands around your stinking necks. Make no mistake, parasites. What was he, what did he say that was in my, was ringing in my ear when I, when we were on break? I forget what he said. One of the things that he says. But anyway, uh, here's a little update on California, California Senate passes a gun control bill modeled on the Texas abortion law. You know how the Texas abortion law says anybody anywhere in the country can sue a person who aids and abets in the destruction of a baby by way of uh, through the mother's womb, that they kill the baby in the mother's womb. A doctor or an Uber driver, so-called doctor. But unfortunately, they can't prosecute the evil mother herself. Or can they? I wish they could. Hey, you foul-mouthed degenerate. (laughs) I'm sorry, Kevin. I'm not sorry, but forgive me, Kevin Howe. Shortly after the Texas shooting, the California Senate passed a bill Tuesday to allow private citizens to file a suit for at least $10,000, a bounty hunter provision modeled on the Uh, Texas abortion law against makers or sellers of untraceable ghost guns or illegal assault weapons. How about your illegal? Thou shalt not. It's in the Constitution and the Bible. Thou shalt not violate the infringe upon the rights to own and carry guns of any caliber. Nice. California. They're evil. Bunch of evil phony Democrats and sleazy beta governor, whatever his name is. Newsom. Anthony Portantino is another senator over there, in state senator in California. 14 children and a teacher died, says Gavin Newsom. Another shooting and the GOP won't do a dang, he said, damn, thing about it. He would know about that, because everything he touches, he sends it to hell. Who the H, who the hell are we if we cannot keep our kids safe? Be quiet, uh, Gavin Newsome. Gavin Gruesome. Gavin Nuisance. This is preventable. Our inaction is a choice. We need nationwide, comprehensive, common sense gun safety. Now! That's it. Governor Gavin Newsom claimed. What an evil person, huh? Who supports killing the babies. Crime going up in a, across a, a California. He stopped the death penalty. And so phony. What a sick, evil, misguided person, huh? Bunch of people. That's California for you. We can, we can take it back. We can take it back. Raphael, it is gone. So bad, huh? Safe, legal, and rare, referring to abortions, says So Shugino, becomes my body, my choice, which is now abortion on demand and without apology. And it's not r- rare. And it's not s- that safe. And it's not even legal. 
to be honest. Super chat on uh, Odyssey from Brandon M says, Word on the street is Hake and Beto share the same CD collection. Whatever, man. You think Beto listens to Christian music? That's cold. <laughs> Dang, James cursing a lot, says Shaggy Boy. I'm reading, and he's covering his ears. I know. Kids, cover. you can uncover your ears. I don't think I'll read any more cuss words from these evil Democrats anymore. Oh, turn on the AC again. It's getting hot again in here. Please, when you get a chance. Thank you. Another super chat from Lorena H. says, Hi, Hake. I agree with you. Public schools should just be shut down. Why is it that so many so-called conservatives are for putting up gates and fences and metal detectors, etc., on campuses? It's like prison. What's your take? I agree with you on that, uh, Lorena, Lorena H. Because when I went to school, I just waltzed right in. There was no gate. It was an, it was a, an opening between the fence, and the fence was not that tall above the uh, kindergarten playground yard which was right on the corner of a major street, Lower Azusa, and Arden. And uh, we were quite safe because it was a, even though there was a lot of Mexicans and there was a lot of crime, there was crime more in El Monte. You know, it was, uh, that would have been the late 80s, mid to late 80s, that I was going to elementary school. It was North El Monte. <laughs> North El Monte was not as dangerous. Just right, just on the border of Temple City, which was a nicer area. Um, but yeah, and then by the time I got to high school, it was getting even safer. Yeah, there were some people shot. The salutatorian got shot in the leg. <laughs> well, it was a ricochet. But anyway, that was when I was a freshman. They had speculated that the, uh, that the valedictorian arranged that shooting so that he would become salutatorian. Because back then there was only one best gradesman, and that was the valedictorian. They didn't have all this tie stuff. They didn't have so much of the grade inflation. But anyway, yeah, it was open. You could, you could walk right in. And the honorable people, who adults who um, weren't normally there, they would, go, they would know to go to the office Check in, be like, hey, I'm coming on campus. I want to observe the classroom. You know, a, a, a father or mother <clears throat> visiting or whatever. Check in at the front office. But now, like, just, you have to, like, climb fences to get in there. Or, like, be let in or whatever. Memory lane, Hake? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's getting boring. But, yeah, it's... It is, uh, address the cultural issues. Address the lack of, um, <laughs> address the lack of God, the lack of fathers, the lack of a sense. Just like in, uh, the country, we trained, did you know that America trained the 9-11 hijackers? Is that true? I think we, we trained them. America trained those Saudis. Who did that, allegedly, right? According, if you believe the real story, which I tend to, right? Um, we trained them. And then we have all these people come in, and second generation. 
back in my day, we went through the front, we walked through the front door to get to school. I, I mean, there were side doors, back doors, you could get in any way, oh, way you want. Various entrances. That means that there is no, there is no, uh, traffic jam to get out. If you have to get out. Yeah. I interrupted my point. Um... Oh yeah, I mean, we have all this immigration, and we have a messed up, diverse Muslims and people who have a chip on their shoulder against whites, against Christians, and we let them in, and now we have to have, we don't have to, but now we have this TSA that barely even pays attention except for when you're, when they don't need to be paying attention, and then they're not paying attention when they should be. This fake, uh, these fake security measures, you know, in the Patriot Act that a lot of you guys were talking about, which I didn't pay much attention to. But it's a mess. It's just a power grab, and it's a helicopter mama government, when if they had high trust society and enforced decent immigration laws and decent immigration policy, we would have a better quality people here, and it would be much safer on the whole, and this stuff wouldn't be happening like it is. I say. What a poser. Um, I'm talking about Beto O'Rourke. Anyway, um, let me tell you about this, uh, we're at half past the hour. Let me tell you about this, uh, Oklahoma. Oklahoma, is, is Oklahoma based or is it not? I don't know, but this governor, Kevin Stitt, I think I've talked about him before, and I think he might have done some, or said some disappointing things, or apologized where he didn't need to. Is he the one who said... The problem with you guys, and he was falsely accused of the problem with you, saying you, the problem with you people, and he didn't say you people, but he was, I, I might be confused, confusing him with somebody else. You people. Okay, no, it was somebody else. Okay. But anyway, Kevin Stitt has been signing um, pro-life bills, and that's a good thing, right? Isn't that good? And he's also signed this thing against the uh, transgenders forcing their way into the wrong bathrooms in, in children's schools. But he signed a bill criminalizing abortion in Oklahoma with no exceptions for rape and incest. And that was, this is actually older news. He signed other bills, too, that do have the exceptions for rape and incest, which is confusing, right? It's confusing. But this article, the opening of this article is remarkable. It is just shameless and it's by this guy named Chris Polanski, who I have to assume is not a, not a Christian. I just have to assume this. Because the way that he writes is just, oh my gosh. Okay, so here's, you see in this photograph of Kevin Stitt signing this, life is a human right. Um, he has life is a human right sign on his desk. There's this priest guy and some Christians and people with red roses, but they're not the socialist red roses. The communist red roses? I don't think. This is from April 12th, 2022 on Tulsa Public 
publicradiotulsa.org. And this Chris Polanski writes this. Listen to this. Governor Kevin Stitt on Tuesday morning, this is a month ago, right, signed into law one of the nation's most extreme abortion restrictions, making performing the health care procedure, health care procedure, health care procedure, a felony. Nice. Published, punishable by up to 10 years in prison unless done to save the life of the pregnant person. Makes me want to spit. You, uh, Chris Polanski must not be a Christian at all. Flanked by state lawmakers and anti-abortion activists, meaning pro-life activists, Stitt signed a Senate Bill 612 at a ceremony at the Blue Room of the state capitol in Oklahoma. Uh, pregnant person? That's a woman. That's a pregnant woman or, or girl. Dummy. Sorry, kids. I'm not sorry. I keep on saying sorry, kids, but I'm not sorry. But I would be sorry to hear that you guys willy-nilly go out repeating dummy too much. Don't be saying dummy too much. And don't spit. (laughs) Uh, Crazy. As governor, I represent all four million Oklahomans. Wow, it's only four million. And they overwhelmingly support protecting life in the state of Oklahoma, Stitt said, Kevin Stitt, who is, what is he, 49 years old, married, he's part of the Cherokee Nation, by the way, married father of six white and uh, American Indian babies, I assume. Sarah Hazen, he married back in 98, whoever that is. The second governor of so-called native descent. We are native. We whites. And I might actually be part Indian if I uh, remember correctly. Being told that they found some Indian blood in 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 Grandpa Hake. Shout out to the Indians. The dignified ones. There are many ones who have lost dignity. Not a good thing. Not good. And there's suicide among the Indians, among the um, adolescent Indians. Kind of like a suicide high among the middle-aged white men. But anyway, um, thank you, Kevin Stitt. Right on. That's cool. I don't know much about him. But I appreciate the efforts. Nice. Right? (laughs) But that's so shocking. Uh, Pregnant person. I mean, we've all heard pregnant person before, but this is a male writing this. Chris Polanski. I presume it's a male. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay, it's hard to say. Let me drag this picture into the folder. This is a... What is the guy's name again? Polanski. Polanski. Let me drag this picture into the folder. You can't really tell. I can't really tell because nowadays uh, females have beard, bigger beards than Hake nowadays, so it's hard to say. But I just dragged it into the main folder. It's 
called, well, we'll see if it drags in, if it copies. It takes a while. AM host and reporter at KWGS News. It's Tulsa's NPR affiliate, National Public Radio. They are enemies of America, even though they're called national. Dad to trout fishing in America, the dog. Blah, blah, blah. Chris Polanski. He's a he, him. Tulsa, Oklahoma, by way of New York and New Jersey. Kick him out of there. Get him out of there. But... (laughs) Doesn't that look like it could be a lady who's taking a lot of, uh, what's that stuff called? Tea? What is that tea stuff called? Testosterone? I'm not mocking. I'm just saying I can't tell. And he's wearing a bandana around his head, which could mean that he's balding. I'm not sure. And a lot of ladies, when they take this testosterone, they bald. But I don't know. Maybe he is just an effeminate male. But he, that's the person who wrote, unless his editor did it to him, calling abortion a healthcare procedure and calling pregnant women and girls pregnant person. Anyway, that's that. Um, a little chunky, a little bit of uh, soft looking, and that's the uh, writer. That's my profile on the writer. Anyway. Let me get to this other lame, useful idiot who at least, to his credit, has some muscularness on him. But this guy looks like a clown. Colin Kaepernick. He was trending yesterday on Twitter because I guess he got to do a workout with the Raiders. They used to be the, what, the L.A. Raiders and then they became the Oakland Raiders and now they're the Las Vegas Raiders or something like that. And I was looking at Colin Kaepernick because, one, it was trending, and then, two, I was trying to look for to see if he had actually posted that picture of that dumb girl saying, if I die in a mass shooting, put my body on the steps of Congress. But I didn't see it. So innocent unless proven guilty, right? Even applies to this mixed white adopted uh, poser black light-skinned guy. Colin Kaepernick, who disrespected the military, the veterans, America, the flag, smeared and slurred white people and cops and defamed them, falsely accusing them of murder and getting them away with it, when we all know that it's blacks who are committing murder and getting away with it and getting paid leave. (laughs) He said cops are getting paid leave. Colin Kaepernick got his workout with the Raiders, but... uh, He came out with a children's book. A children's book. Keep Kaepernick away from the kids. But they're doing major... The mainstream media has... This guy's... From what I understand... Not that good. I mean, you know, he had his... He was... He had a good start, maybe as a rookie. From what I understand, because I don't follow professional sports, right? Never was really into that. I liked playing when I had a back that was not beta, but uh, I didn't like watching it. But this guy, he sat there like a bump on a log, claiming, oh, the cops are killing the blacks. 
And so I'm not going to stand for the anthem and show respect for a flag that's talking about the genocide of black and brown people. Just all lies. What a useful idiot. And the mainstream media hyped it. This, this guy who was sitting out of games. And then this dumb liberal veteran got a hold of him, you know, like a military veteran, and said, this doesn't look right. You're just sitting down on the ice chest while, during the anthem. Why don't you kneel on one knee so it looks a little bit more dignified? And so he started kneeling. And then all the other dumb blacks, including whites and, like, high school kids and other people playing in little kids playing in uh, football games, started kneeling during the anthem, pretending that blacks are dying at the hands of police, and it's so wrong. So, such a liar, huh? Such a useful idiot. Well, look at this children's book now. He's all, he wrote this book called I Color Myself Different, and he's retweeting all these people, and there was this graphic novel about him. I changed the game. New York Slime's bestseller. The failing New York Slimes called it a bestseller because the mainstream media promotes this guy. And then uh, Nike, which hates white people in America, Nike, which has always been liberal. Um, promo- d- d- uh, what is it? Something? Be- do something. Believe in something. I don't know. Even if it's not true. Something like that. Nike. Just do it. Believe in something even if it's not true. But keep them away from the children. But no, they bring him around the children to brainwash them and make it look like he's this safe-for-kids person. He's looking out for blacks. No, he's not. And I think that he went off the deep end when he started dating this Egyptian Muslim girl. I think she's Muslim. She's an Egyptian MTV talk show host or radio DJ called Nessa. And she's a SJW. And he became that, too. What a simp, huh? How embarrassing. Slap me, if I, slap me upside the head if I ever turn into kissing up like that. Look at this picture of this little kid posted by this person who calls herself Tortured Soul on uh, Twitter showing this little kid, and it's supposed to be a grandson, but it looks like a girl. With his big old hair and ponytail thing. Looks like a mixed kid. Looks kind of like Colin, like a baby Colin Kaepernick, except a little bit blacker. Blacker features. But very light skin. Poor kid, huh? That's a grandson? It has to be a typo. She meant granddaughter. Thank you for this beautiful gift of empowerment and love. You don't know love says Cy Kelly G. Cy Kelly G thinks, uh, this is the Twitter user who's, don't harass her, people. (laughs) MTV is still a thing? I know, it's ridiculous. MTV has become a joke. Nearly 1,700 people like that woman's tweet, too. And he retweeted it, that's probably why. What a sick, useful idiot. Blind leading, blind misleading the blind. It's disgusting. It is. As Trump said, get that son of a beep off the field right now. Out. You're fired. 
Because we stand for the anthem. I like when Trump stood for uh, what was right. I loved it. Let me get to Bobby in Texas is on the line. Bobby, how are you doing? I'm doing well, James. How are you doing, buddy? Doing fine, thank you. Awesome. Yeah, so uh, I wanted to first uh, commend um, George Floyd for two years sober. Dang. That's cold. That's cold. I'm proud of them for, for keeping it up so long. That'd be like a chip, I think. They get like a really nice chip for that. <laughs> Keep coming back. But, uh, <laughs> but I, um, I was calling about the Uvalde shooting. And, uh, Is that how you pronounce it? There. Yeah, Uvalde, yeah. Nice. <laughs> I'll be down there, actually, headed down tomorrow morning. I'll be driving down. You really? Know, protest, gun violence, and, you know, all that kind of stuff. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I actually have a family reunion there. It's just coincidence that wow. I'll be in uh, Uvalde. It's in, I'll be uh, a little bit north, a little bit south of Uvalde. So I'll drive through and then go to where we're headed to. Okay. But, uh. Be careful. Um, yeah. Whole lot of liberals. So, yeah. My family is full of them. It's, it'll be ugly even at the reunion. Yeah. But uh, it's a good time. I, I like to I give them a little of the needle in that they need. Nice. So I was going to talk to you, like, what do you, uh, how do you think, like, I, I heard you yesterday talking to uh, Jesse about it and uh, kind of, like, wanted to see what you felt like, how you felt like that was something, the best way to combat, you know, stuff like that happening. Uh, that's not, as I told Rich in SF, San Francisco, California. Uh, uh-huh. Mass shootings are not a problem. They are this. They are a symptom. We get back to right. God, family, men running the show, object being objective, not being emotional, not going along, not listening to the women, not listening to the the blacks, not feeding the emotions of the children, not fe- not listening to so-called psychologists and experts or mainstream media uh, intimidation, we start getting back to values like that. All these symptoms, I bet you, will solve themselves. You have, like, there are so many things that are un... kind of like uh, collateral damage, unpredictable outcomes from these false um, addressing of symptoms that only cause more problems. Like that caller who called in, and he gave an example I didn't quite understand about the plastic coverings of the, uh, of the cans. But there's all this, all this gun control, and he causes more, the spread of more, they only cause more problems. And it's not a solution. Like, These people are not solution-oriented. We need to return like to the I, values. I grew up in, uh, like you, the 80s and, and 90s, and I remember, like, how much freer, you know, we were as children and even, you know, young teenagers in that that time, how much better life was. Like, playgrounds were a little bit dangerous. Like, uh, yeah, not not from, like, you know, just from the equipment was, you know, better, more dangerous, a little bit of danger, a little bit of, like, learning life lessons you can learn on them. Right. And, uh, well, but 
you know, I understand today, though, I mean, there is a, it is an issue, I think, that does need some type of, uh, I hate to do it, you know, because I don't like, I want kids to live exactly how, you know, you and I lived in the 80s, where we were, you know, you could walk to school, you could, you know, ride your bike to school. Like oh, you, true, the yeah. School we, is not a we, place that... We do have crime now, and it's, and you, you shouldn't just waltz right out and pretend like we are in a, in a safe society. You shouldn't waltz, or, like waltz the, the streets like you used to be able to, yeah. Um, the school I went to now has offers like the teachers are all like concealed carry yeah. and they carry guns at school. Like, so it, that's, that's kind of cool. It's like, I, I don't, I mean, I think that's a deterrent, True. but I also feel like if you were to put like, uh, maybe specified only where you're, the only places that a school can be entered are through these particular places. And then you have, you know armed like maybe have your staff is armed in those particular areas like if you're one of the more like liberal areas where they want to keep guns you know to a certain level out like maybe you just have them posted at those doors where if somebody were to try and come in they could defend the area yeah i mean but I mean, man we can ha- we can have logical men depending on where they are the locals the locals should address the state the uh, safety and security as they see fit. The local men of the towns should, uh, should come up with, this, with their solutions. It shouldn't be a, this is not a national issue. It's happening nationwide because we've brought in these nationwide subsidizing of single mothers and subsidizing of uh, trash people, enabling trash people to... Uh, live their trashy lives and live, raise their children in trashy ways. That's, that's, uh, so I think the locals should, should come up with their own solutions as they see fit. Right. Yeah. God, I mean, gave, God, gave, God gave men common sense to, uh, use for, on their own. I, I'm a little bit, I, I don't know much of you, Valdi. Like, we go there every year, but I don't, like, we don't hang out in the city and we don't, you know, talk to people there yeah i always seem like a fairly nice city we'd go there sometimes to you know we wanted beer or something for the reunion like we'd go through there but i never thought much of it but i guess it's uh it's pretty close to the border like it's like 90 miles from the border and it's a lot of uh hispanic there so it's like a your caller yesterday mentioned that the kids the guy that shot him was a. Uh, you know, Mexican, they shot anchor babies, and it's, like, kind of accurate. A little bit harsh, but accurate. Right. You know, um, it's just like uh, the liberal area Mar- where Marjorie Stoneman Douglas is in Florida, where they had the shooting, or Newtown, Connecticut. It was a spoiled kid who was miserable with his evil mother or whoever else, and or whoever else, grandma. And, uh, flipped out. So, it's the, it's the same old story. You, it's, it's exactly where you would expect this type of thing to happen. Yeah. So. Yeah, when you have just, uh, you know, a liberal, like, woman-minded community like, like these are, like, where these things happen. Yeah. Like Colorado, Columbine, uh, I believe there was another shooting there one, like, a few years ago, like, I don't think it was a school shooting, but it was like a grocery store. Asmodor states with a super chat, they had armed guards posted at this uh, Uvalde Rob Elementary School. 
Ramos took a sh- Ramos took a shot at the one at the entrance, and he ran away and let him waltz right in. <laughs> oh, gee. Arm the yeah, teachers. That's, and that's what I worry about. Like that if you don't hire specific. Arm the teachers and like fire it. all the SJW teachers. Yeah. If the security guard ran yeah. off, what makes you think the teachers would stay? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking. It's like only I have my kid. The teachers should be men. Shouldn't be females. Yeah, like I send my kid. I, you know, I work hard, and I send my kid to a private, you know, Christian school. And like you know, they have, they do a, they they keep the kids as safe as I think possible. And like most schools here operate that same way where they no one's able to get in there's like multiple sets of doors to get in right but uh in so my, can, when know, i was at school in. we were multiple there were multiple uh wide openings for people to come in any through the field or any yeah. way anyway like this one is like there's a front door and like you go in and then you're at a door that can't be opened without a code so you get in and you're kind of like trapped there unless they buzz you through. Yeah. But uh, you could, you know, potentially time it where you went in with like someone else and burst in. <laughs> and I would be afraid because it's women that work those two doors, the entrances. So like, would they even have, even if you gave them guns, would they have the, you know, would they be strong enough to, to pull the trigger to do what needs to be done? Like, I mean, they'll like, be cornered. Like you said. As Roy says with another super chat, the teachers, for example, would be cornered in the classrooms. They'd have to fight back or die. And, uh, you know, don't, don't hire w- women. We need to let men take over. But anyway, you just let, yeah. the, let the men of the town take so measures to... Because uh, yeah. they know, they know what, the area and what's going on. They know the problem, kids. I mean, the ones right. who are, what are paying attention. Now. Yeah. Like, so. I don't know a whole lot about the shooter. I know, like, he shot his grandmother, so obviously there was a... Issues there. The fact that he was with his grandmother says something. Like the fact of yeah, I read I read about how I read about how his mother was allegedly trying to kick him out of the house uh, at some point, and he was a a miserable person cutting his cutting his face according to one of his alleged friends uh, Hmm. in months prior. So he was he was miserable. He was crazy, and he was angry. Yeah. Anyway, Bobby, I appreciate it, man. Were the police aware of him, just in closing? I have no idea. Yeah, but the, okay. but the people of the community, you know, his friends knew about him. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, in closing, I think, like, you got to have, like, uh, you want to limit the risk, especially to children, I think. And you need to take precautions, like, like the school I went to in high school is an all-white town, but, you know, they do arm the teachers and... You know, they give them the training that they need. So, I mean, I, I yeah, think they that's were, a pretty good step they, in the right direction. Um, in some schools, older generations, not me, but some of my older siblings and parents, they had uh, bow and arrow and shooting twenty twos and different things like that. Even the kids themselves yeah. got gun training. Yeah, like my cool. son, we've already been shooting, and he's five, and I've already, like, worked with him. Nice. So. Yeah. But, right yeah, on, Bobby. I'll let you go, buddy. I appreciate you, man. Thanks. Appreciate yeah, thank it. you. Take care. Um, another super chat from uh, Brandon M. over there. Let's see. On Odyssey. Hake, this show is going to have to carry a PG-13 rating now with all this cussing and degeneracy. I know, man. Me, like, reading 
That, that's what happens when you read Democrats' quotes. Am I right? I'm shaking my head. Disgraceful. Evil Beto. Evil Gavin Gruesome. It's sick. Anyway, um, we're coming to a close. Uh, let me quickly give you my, the announcements. I don't have them up on the Heek Report yet, but tonight, tomorrow, and Saturday, I have interviews coming up. I'm going to be on the Crucible YouTube channel tonight, and it might be also on Twitch, I'm not sure. Uh, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern. I joined the Crucible once again to debate Vosh, whom I've talked to again, about sexual morality of all things versus Vosh. <sighs> Shudder. Not for kids, right? Uh, Hippy Dippy Roundtable tomorrow night, um, talking about Madison Cawthorn, the young man <laughs> who's in Congress. Baby formula shortage, we'll talk about that, and the protesting outside of just Supreme Court justices' homes by the evil pro-abortion radicals who should not even be in America. But whether they should protest outside justices' homes... I'm kind of for that because I want them to show everybody how evil they are and so they can turn people off. But as long as they're peaceful, right? Be peaceful, though. <laughs> uh, and um, then on Saturday, the Crypto Report on Asmodore's Odyssey channel, O-D-Y-S-E-E dot com slash at Asmodore. That's uh, Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, I think is when it is. And it's anywhere from one to three hours, but, um, and you have to be patient with his channel because sometimes it, you know, the, the feds are blocking his channel or something. But I will be joining Asmodor and perhaps the Wrecking Crew on the Crypto Report, K, Crypto with a K. Watch live on Asmodor's Odyssey channel and then um, TKR official for updates on Telegram. Anyway, guys, um... William in California wanted to talk about the Salvador Ramos trans allegations. I cannot get to you and the rest of the callers. I appreciate it, though. Um, Hopefully I'll talk to you tomorrow. And hopefully we will see you guys or you will see me or whatever. You hear about the crucible tonight. Sexual morality versus Vosh. All right, guys. Take care.